Hello and welcome everybody to today's News Tonight, episode 163. This is, of course, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our amazing YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host for today's episode, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, our superstar art director, Daniel Nighttide, Evernight, Man of 100 Names, Alba, and... Brandon, voice of God, miracle himself in the flesh. It's me. He's, he's here with me. My eternal buddy and rivals here with me right now. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh God. What? A, what is the done. done putting us together in the same room like I this? Know. Uh, yeah. Apparently, you guys but, are just hosting some Olympic games, so you know, no big deal. Yeah, exactly. In the backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we already know that out of all of us, Daniel would win those Olympic games by far. We know this. He's oh, by far the best in shape of all of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Brandon, welcome. Glad you're here, dude. Yeah, it's great to be here. I now know what it looks like from this side. Yeah. <laughs> he has now seen like like my poor MacBook Pro being the centerpiece of my office. Like I have all these wires going into it. It looks like a science experiment in here. It's it's ridiculous. Oh no. This is what YouTube looks like from this side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is that is everybody. I swear. Yep. Uh, now, before we get too far into the show, um, just some, uh, not the best vibes, but I wanted to send some love to our uh, good good friend, our, our community member, Goron Amber, uh, because they just recently lost their mm. cat, Colonel Shelby. Yeah. And uh, they, they just told me last night, and uh, I told them that we would do just a little shout out for Colonel Shelby and Amber. Uh, you know, I, I think we've all, or most of us have gone through the pain of losing a furry friend. It's one of the hardest things anybody can go through. And so you will see Colonel Shelby's picture in Promoted Pet today. So just, you know, send Amber all your love. Uh, you know, Amber, we love you. We're so sorry for your loss. And I'm sure yeah. we're all sure that Colonel Shelby was the best damn cat ever. And uh, we're all just really sorry for your loss. So I just want you to know that we all love you. And, uh, you know, hang in there. And we're, we're here for you. The GVG community is here for you. And, uh, you know will lean on us as much as you need to because it's a very hard thing to go through and uh, rest in peace colonel shelby absolutely and yeah yeah with that said just wanted yeah. to start the i know it's not the, the the best vibes to start with but i wanted to make sure we address this at the top of the show because you know it's important it's important to send mm-hmm. those good vibes over to you amber at the very start of things and uh you know you're know you're having a hard time but uh, we hope this show makes you feel a little better and you can hang out with the community and have a good time and just uh you know get some goodness into your day so we love you, and uh, we hope you're doing okay. Uh, with that mm-hmm. said, we do have one super chat before we get into the news uh, from Etienne Ben. Five dollars. Thank you very much. Saying it's Christmas time, my homies. Also, I have a g- gun gunpla addiction now. Help! I'm not sure what that is. It's like uh, the the like the Gundam model kits. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I wanted to assume Ooh. that wasn't gunplay and and a, just a typo of gunplay because I'm like. If you have an addiction to gunplay, I don't. Maybe it's just not a good thing. No, but okay, cool. Gundam model kits, all good, cool. Um, model kits are actually really fun. I used to put together cars as a kid, like uh, like model kit cars. Ooh, cool. It was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. I don't, I'm not a. I'm not like a car junkie. I don't know why I enjoyed that so much, but it was a lot of fun. My dad and I would do it together, mm-hmm. putting things together, building stuff. It- the experience is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I've never done um, it just because I, was, I saw all the little pieces and how they go together. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh god, too much. I just sort of right. shied away from it. Plus, I don't. Yeah. There's always cars, which I was never interested in. Gundams, Gundams might be more interesting. Right, right. Um, um real quick, I okay. do have an, uh, another thing I want to say before uh, we get started too much because um, please do. There's actually is some uh, good good vibes going on uh, with another one of our community Ooh. members, uh, Eggroll. 
who recently had their second child. Uh, was born about oh, two day, two or three days oh, ago. I can't remember exactly when, but very recently. Um, and uh, they're both the mother and home, uh, daughter are now home, and uh, they're both doing well. Um, kind of crazy to me because theirs was uh, the daughter was only like four and a half pounds, and that's literally oh, half man. the size wow. of Kai when he was born. It's like, oh my god! Wow! Oh wow! So, jeez. Oh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. That's great news. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, you know, we're sending you all the best, all our love. That is awesome. So, congratulations yeah. on on the child. That's, that's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh awesome. Goodbye sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there will be no sleep vibes gaming for you. It's no. going to be all yeah. Uh, and just a quick shout out to Super Gamer Dude 101 saying my dog Charlie passed away a few months um, back. I know it's been a few months, but uh, I just wanted to say I, I see you. I hear you. It's just, as I said to Amber, it's just the hardest thing to go through. So, you know, all the best to you as well. Uh, and with all that said, we do have some news to jump into, gentlemen. Should we go ahead and do it? Let's do it. Yep. All right. So well, for let's it. go ahead and uh, get that first news story up on screen, which has to do with uh, Nintendo hopefully doing the right thing in the wake of all the Activision Blizzard stuff. So let's get that up on screen. So this comes from our good friends over at Nintendo Life, and uh, Nintendo has updated their internal policies to push for increased transparency and diversity, which on the face of it, that's a really good thing. Um, obviously, you know, more transparency and more diversity is an objectively good thing across the board, and uh, that's something we're happy to see. On the other hand, uh, you know, Nintendo seems to often get a pass with people thinking that maybe, you know, they're never guilty of some of the things that we've been hearing about recently with Activision Blizzard. And I do want to take a chance to point out that that's not necessarily true, uh, and that uh, on Resetera, a a former, actually, I think current, still current Nintendo of America employee by the name of Katie Casper uh, told a story of the abuse she suffered at the face of a gigantic asshole who no longer works at NOA called Greg Everidge and I you know hers isn't, isn't our story to tell so I'm not going to recount her whole story but uh she did recount her you know she kind of told her own story of kind of, of you know sexism and abuse the all everything she suffered at the hands of this guy in a 12-part story on her own blog <clears throat> and it's definitely something that is worth looking into it just you know unfortunately it proves that this stuff it happens everywhere. It's I, not yeah. just Activision Blizzard. It's I believe it also Microsoft. happened at the place that was shut down recently. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's where it took place. Is the um, was it? Oh okay. I forget the uh, place, but one of those places out west that got shut down. Uh, oh okay. So well, it's no longer a thing. And she uh, she's not at Nintendo anymore. She's at Zynga oh, she, now. She's at Zynga now. My yeah. bad. Okay. So well, I, I read her whole story uh, yesterday, and and I learned that fortunately she ha- it has a happy ending. She was almost kind of forced out. She almost decided to leave because of all the bullying and abuse she suffered at the hands of her boss, who was just just this real asshole who didn't treat female employees equally. But thankfully uh, she was able to get, to get transferred and, and move into a different position with a much better boss and thrive at Nintendo, at Nintendo of America before moving to Zynga. So this does have a, have, have a happy ending, but I did want to highlight it, it just to make it clear that this happens everywhere. Oh yeah. It's not just Activision the, Blizzard. It, the nice you know, thing here Nintendo. is that it's, it's more isolated than what we've seen from Activision uh, right. Blizzard. And to add, to answer the, your question, Frequent Positron, in our patron chat, her name is Katie Casper. So you can find her on Twitter, and, uh, you know, she has a link to her blog where you can find, uh, you know, find her all of her uh, stories about what she went through. 
Uh, but I wanted to highlight that as kind of you know additional context for this. So Nintendo uh, is now saying, uh, in in the wake of some uh, leaked emails with Doug Bowser, in in the wake of Activision Blizzard. Uh, they're saying the company respects human rights in its recruitment process, selecting employees on the basis of their competence and skills, regardless of gender, age, nationality, disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Conducts fair employee appraisal and treatment in accordance with quality and quantity of skills demonstrated by employees and helps employees demonstrate their skills even further. Uh, and they, they go on to add that while they don't have specific targets for the appointment of women, foreign nationals, and mid-career to managerial positions, uh, they are committed to respecting the personality and strengths of each and every employee, including employees from our overseas subsidiaries, and developing an environment where, sorry, and developing an environment where employees of diverse backgrounds can maximize their, their potential. And as part of those efforts, they are recruiting women and creating an environment in which women can build successful careers. They intend to increase the proportion of women in managerial positions from the current proportions in, in the Nintendo Group's principal offices globally, globally, which is 23.7% as of March 31st, 2021. And NCL, which is just four point two percent as of as of the same date. Wow. So clearly, Nintendo has a way to go, especially in Japan, in terms of getting more women into management positions. But mm. all I can say is, I I hope they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's you know it's promising that this guy Greg Everidge was fired, and and you know that that Katie's situation was able to be better in a way that clearly that does, that's not happening at Activision Blizzard. But there's it's obvious there's still some you know, some work to be done, a lot of work to be done. And so what Nintendo is saying here, obviously we're all happy about it. We all agree with it. It's objectively a good thing. More diversity, more equality. Hell yes. But they got to, they got to act on it. They got to put their money where their mouth is. So, you know, we don't want to just say, yeah, Nintendo, you're doing the right thing. Hell yeah. Because we got to see some action first, right? We got to see those receipts. Totally. But Mm -hmm. if they act on this, then this is great to see. And I I really hope uh, that this is reflected uh, in their, you know, in their behavior and, and, uh, employee relations going forward. Yeah. Um, it, it, Nintendo, uh, can be, can definitely be a little stringent (laughs) when it comes to the employees. I remember years ago now, I don't remember the full details, but, uh, I believe one of their employees was also doing, um, a bit of sex work on the side. And Nintendo found out about it, and oh, I remember about yeah, fire, fired them because of that. Um, which Ugh, yeah, I, I yeah, I I feel like that's def- like a little step too far, and it's like mm-hmm. um, Allison, right? That's it. Lux that's here in our live audience chat. So yeah, Allison, I remember that, and I remember being so disgusted by by their actions there. Yeah. firing her for that. That was especially. So, I mean, it had nothing to do with what she was doing at Nintendo. No, no. It's just yeah. sometimes you need a little extra money. Who? Can, what you're doing one job should not affect the other job. Yeah, as Hyrule Hermit says, sex work is work. Period. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's certainly how we feel. And yeah, that was a really low moment in Nintendo's employee relations history. As was this, you know, uh, Becca uh, in our live audience patron chat asks, you know, exactly the right question here. Why did it take so long for that asshole, Greg Everidge, to get fired? Um, from what I remember of Katie's story, she she was subjected to that abuse from him for almost two years, I believe. I think it was a year and nine months. Yeah. yeah it's a long... Again, way too long. look how quickly they got rid of uh, Allison for, yeah, after they found out just... stuff and compared to this guy who's been abusing things. Again, position of power yeah. in his case, but yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely gross. So, 
Yeah, uh, you know, we ho well, I hope and we all hope that Nintendo's uh, actions reflect their words here. But you know, it's clear that they they too have you know they may not be Activision Blizzard, but they too have a long way to go in terms of uh, their employee relations and fostering uh, an inclusive and healthy workplace for for women and people of color and other marginalized communities. So, uh, mm -hmm. Nintendo balls in your court, and I hope you uh, you know I hope you do the right thing with it, and I hope you you know deliver on your words here. Um, with that said, I think we've kind of gone into this about as much as we can. Uh, but before we move on, we do have a couple of more Super Chats. Uh, first of all, Late Night Sprites with $5 saying, Need good vibes. My dad has COVID. Mm. Love hanging out with the GVG community. Thanks for all the kindness and encouragement uh, this year on my art and writing. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Late Night Sprites, and all the good vibes. I'm so yeah, sorry your dad seriously. has COVID. Sure. I, I, you know, I'm yeah. wishing and hoping for a fast recovery. I hope he's vaccinated. I, you know, I hope he has the easiest COVID experience possible. And uh, I'm just really sorry to hear that he's going through that and that you're going through that. Uh, but yeah, we're happy to have you in our community. We love you. Hell mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, keep on going with your art and your writing. You're, you know, you're killing it, dude. And you're always welcome in our community. And we're just happy to have you here. And thank you again for the super chat. And uh, next is $10 from Queen Saffron 623 saying, sorry, I haven't been helping out and participating lately. I had a cold, but I feel better. Still my number one favorite buddies. And I can't wait for game that tune whenever that is. Well, Saffron, thank you very much. You're one of my and my dad's most ardent supporters. You're there for every game that tune. Thank you very much. And uh, I will certainly uh, post on, on my Twitter and my dad will post on his Twitter as well when we have the date locked in and our guests locked in and everything. So just keep an eye on our Twitter and thank you for being here as always. Uh, okay, well, with that said, uh, we have a few more news stories to get through. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to our next news story, which has to do with a, a new Mother 4 fan project, which is pretty cool. So let's get that up on screen. Oh, boy. So, yeah, when I was uh, gathering stories for uh, today, I came across this new Mother 4 fan project. And this is different, by the way, from the other Mother 4 fan game that you may know of from several years ago which began life as, as a game called Mother 4, but then they changed, They wanted to distance themselves from any idea that they were trying to, you know, put their own stamp on the Mother franchise and, and also distance themselves from any DMCA takedowns from Nintendo. <laughs> and so they renamed <laughs> their project to a game called Oddity. It's still the Oddity. same game, but, but any references to Earthbound and, and the Mother series were, you know, have since been removed, and now they're continuing development under this other game, under this undername, Oddity. However... This is a completely different fan project that does use the name Mother 4. And you guys, I watched the trailer, and I got to say, I love what they're putting together it here. Looks like Mother 3, it essentially, <laughs> just touched up. The main character yeah. looks a lot like just Lucas, just a little bit older. I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is really I think touching. That's the, yeah, I, I think that's the only thing about it I actually don't like. Everything else seems to be... Hey, this is a cool, you know, mother-inspired fan game. They're going to try to make their own Mother Four. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And all the other playable characters look different from anybody else in the in the official Mother games. But as you said, the main character just kind of looks like Lucas, and a lot. Like yeah, Lucas. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that. I mean, maybe it's a Nintendo uh, Ness situation. <laughs> maybe I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Could. But I mean, but everything else, what I've seen from this trailer, definitely watch it if you haven't already, because it's got, you know, it's got the mother look, the writing in particular, looks really strong. You know, I, I'm a copy editor, so I look for bad writing. And mm -hmm. I've, you know, what I see here is looking like pretty polished writing. So 
that's always a good sign for a mother mother game and like the battle system seems to take its cues primarily from mother three with the rhythm based mechanic the the psi spells look really cool like i the monster designs are great everything it seems very authentically mother and uh there's been some some talk of you know nintendo obviously well they're going to dmca the shit out of this maybe not because uh as we understand it or as i understand it uh from uh, dynamo super x on twitter Nintendo may not, you know, and we don't know if this is completely true, but according to them on Twitter, Nintendo can't legally shut down a mother fan project unless they get permission from Shigesato Itoi, who, you know, owns the rights to the mother property. And Itoi seems to be fine with fan games. So this may not be something, obviously, they can't sell it for a profit, but they might not wow. get DMCA'd if Itoi's okay with it. So this may actually make it through development wow. as Mother 4. And. All I can say is I hope so. So, uh, Dar- or, uh, Daniel, it sounds like you got a chance to see the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. I took a good look at it, and wow. like it- It's yeah. amazing how a game that was at once time so obscure like Earthbound has taken on such a life with fans. And to see the creations that have come from it, like Oddity as it is now, or this other fan game, or even games like Undertale, which have clear and, and very vocal um, uh, inspirations from the Mother series and Earthbound as well um it's so cool to see just what people can make nowadays with with the with the sort of property and ideas taking from it, it really is. um I, i'd love to see like I, I we haven't heard we haven't heard from oddity in quite a while now like over a year i believe almost two years now so i really hope yeah, that game is coming while. along it, I, I i thought at first that this was just another oddity trailer and then i looked at, like no it's completely it's a, it's its own complete different um um game being produced but you know to, to see this sort of um, passion for the series is really nice because I am truly a really big mother fan here. So <laughs> I even had a little cards here for the Game Boy, but uh, yeah, I know you are as well. So what becomes of this? If it doesn't get DMCA, great. Um, if it if it does, then it, it's just another knock on Nintendo's door. Like, hey, this series really has a lot of passionate fans behind it. I yeah, have still yet to play any Earthbound or Mother. <laughs> Uh, oh, just, right, I forgot you haven't played Earthbound. Yeah, it's, Ooh, it, no. it's, a, it's a gap for me. Um, oh, I mean, that, that me. said, looking at this, this fair is enough, extremely well done. Uh, and Screamo Shaman points out uh, that Nintendo did not DMCA the the fan translation. They didn't DMCA the various ROM hacks. And uh, uh-huh. they they haven't uh, DMCA'd any, uh, this, uh, something called cognitive dissonance. So um, it, it's... It's looking good for this. It's it's a good because it is so easy to look yeah. at projects like this and be like, well, it looks nice, but <clears throat> good job on announcing it, like showing this off before it's ready, because it's one of those things you just want to shove out the door and have it like, all right, it's out there. Can't touch right. it now. Like if it gets yeah. taken down, it's that is. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike most fan projects, there's like a level of authenticity and polish to this that you don't typically see. Yeah. And uh I just get the sense from this that it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. I have a really good. I have a really good feeling about this. My main concern is, you know, can they finish it? Can they take yeah. on the level of work required to make a complete game? Because as we've seen with Oddity, it's been, as you said, Daniel, almost two years now. I think since we've heard anything from that project, yeah. and it looked Oddity and... looked just as promising as this does now when it was first announced, and yet it hasn't come to fruition. And, and I, even... I, yeah. Even before that, when it was when it still went by the moniker of Mother Four, it's been in development for several years. So yeah. these games, they can just go through true development hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, and I have no doubt that the developers behind this new Mother 4 project have every best intention to make this amazing game and finish it and, mm-hmm. and release it to everybody. But, you know, no matter what the best intentions are, making a full game obviously requires a lot of work. And we've seen plenty of fan projects that have unfortunately just kind of fallen apart along the way and just never made it through, you know, complete development. So my fingers are crossed here because I think if they can if they can make it, I think, as you said, Brandon, what they're making here, what we've seen has a level of polish that is is a cut above most fan games. And Mm -hmm. I I think if they're able to do it, this could be a kick ass fan project. I mean, I agree with everybody. Oh, good. They went the extra mile and made those clay models of each of their characters. That's. Yeah, that's an extra right. level of dedication, and honestly, the graphics remind me a bit of Eastward in some scenes, uh, and just how oh, sure. clean they look. I see that. Yeah, 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 and and I agree with you all. I think the past precedent tells us here that this will probably not get DMC eight. So I don't think there's any you know concern there. Uh, although I have to admit, one of the reasons I didn't put this on the thumb was because you know I just don't want to. Just in case, <laughs> I didn't want to do it's, any. You want to talk about it, but you want to. Yeah. Yeah. No poking the bear. Yeah, no poking the bear. But I, I wanted to talk about it without, you know, necessarily attracting any negative attention. And uh so that's you know, that's why yeah. it's on the thumb. But I think this looks really cool and I'll certainly be following its development. Uh it, it seems as though they've already got a good foundation. Um there's really no there's no they have an FAQ on their website. Uh and the one of the second questions the second question is when will Mother Four release? And the answer is IDK in all <laughs> lowercase text. So we don't Uh, know when it's actually one day. Um, Their plan is to port to Windows, Mac OS and Linux. There will be no official console or mobile releases, which is not surprising. Yeah, no. Um, And uh, in response to the question, why call the why call the game Mother 4? Their answer is the dev team are all mother fans at heart. The games really mean a lot to us. So we thought it'd be fun to make a what if fourth entry. Think of it as an elaborate piece of fan art. Um, and then there maybe perhaps the most important question next right next is uh, most fan games fail. Why won't you? And they say we have the plan for the entire game already set out and we know how to accomplish that goal. What's left is to create assets, systems and dialogue for the game. Now, on one hand, it sounds like they know what they're doing. On the other hand, when you say what's left is to create assets, systems and dialogue for the game. Oh, the whole game. That sentence doesn't sound like a lot when you really break it down. That's a ton of work. So uh, yeah. it's not the whole yeah. game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh so, boy. So this is like the foundation mm. of the game. <laughs> exactly. The groundwork. So, yeah. I'm definitely still taking a bit of a, a wait and see approach on. This, I wonder if a lot of this is just sort of proof of concept. It might be. It could be. be. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. We don't really know how far into actual development they are, but it doesn't necessarily seem like it's that far if they still have to make, you know, develop entire systems. And yeah. So I'm not going to get too excited for this yet because I don't want to set myself up for disappointment but <laughs> if they can make it i think this looks amazing and uh you know all our good vibes and all our good luck to the dev team uh as they set out to do this because yes. the, the foundation they've established sure looks amazing so we'll see what happens yeah good luck um, all <laughs> yeah good luck mother four uh but in the meantime I'm just, I'm just checking to see if we've had any new super chats sorry my internet's being a little bit slow have we i don't oh, think internet. so uh, no, we haven't. Okay, so with that said, then we can just go ahead and move uh, right on to the next news story, which is a tough one for me. It makes me want to just smash things. Let's get that up on screen. Oh boy! So uh, the the slow the slow horrible end of Smash Brothers Ultimate continues today with what we know now is the final 
uh, fighter adjustments coming in as part of patch 13.0.1. And, uh, you know, this is just the latest in the end of Smash Ultimate before it was the last Spirit event and the last tournament, right? And before that, it was the last character and the last, you know, DLC pack. So this is just the the continuation of them really winding down Smash Brothers Ultimate's development. And uh, 13.0.1 is coming, seems like within the next couple of days, maybe even tonight. They haven't set a, a specific time. Uh, but it's going to be coming soon. And uh, they Nintendo UK versus Twitter does specifically say this update includes the final fighter adjustments. So... Whatever, whatever buffs, whatever nerfs we're getting, that's it. So let's hope that uh, we all get the ones we want. But it's I time to heavily kind of nerf uh, Mega Man. How dare you? Mega Man is fine the way he is. I don't think they, I don't think they ever touched Mega Man in any patch, have they? In Ultimate, they didn't. No, they, they apparently basically buffed the hell out of him from four to Ultimate, and they left him alone, which I'm okay with because they made him the sure, perfect I'll robot. Always take a buff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was already perfect, but let's you know, let's be honest. No. Um, I, you know, I'm fine with uh, Mega Man not getting any buffs. I mean, I'll take them, sure. But, you know, he's fine the way he is. He's dodged the nerf bat. I hope he dodges it one more time. I would like to see some Pikachu and Joker nerfs, pers- and maybe even mm-hmm. some Pyramithra nerfs. I think that would be nice. But let's be real. I think this is mostly going to be focused on Sora. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Little tweaks. It, yeah. It's their only chance to much, do so. It's pretty much falling in line right with Smash 4, because I think we got the last fighters for Smash 4 and then also one more balance patch. I I think one more balance patch after last fighter is a little too soon. Yeah. Uh, it, especially now that like we a... have the Smash circuit coming next year where there's going to be yeah. very public statistics on character gameplay. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is kind of weird and kind of disappointing, but what can you do yeah i was really hoping that there would at least be the occasional infrequent you know balance update just going forward to smash ultimate that it wouldn't just end now but i guess you know unless maybe if something particularly egregious is discovered maybe they'll they'll come back and and adjust that but i mean given the state of bayonetta and smash 4 though maybe they won't how, (laughs) how much she kind of broke that game's balance but yeah, I, I hope they don't nerf Sora. That's all I'll say. I think he's I think he's a pretty strong character as it is, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that he needs a bunch of buffs, but I really hope he doesn't get nerfed because I think he's pretty well balanced as it is. There's, I would say there's no reason to yeah. nerf him. I yeah, think. at at the very least, even tiny buffs could actually help. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I think. I mean, I think part of his. A- yeah. Go ahead. Oh, just just saying, like part of his appeal is just how easy he is to pick up and play and. And yeah. to uh, change that too drastically will kind of take away from that appeal, even though it's it maybe small buffs, I imagine, or, or small nerfs. But still, it still feels quite soon for this sort of thing, especially since he hasn't been out in the wild with the other characters as of yet. So, mm. I don't know. Oh, God. Shiny Turkey choosing violence, saying Min Min needs a buff. Make her arms cover the entire stage <laughs> and into the next. I, I don't longer. think specifically. Yeah. I don't think the Japanese community would. Could like they? That could they much. just <laughs> sort of change the Belmont's recovery so I can make them a main, please? That's all I want. Right. I know they could really use some. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think there there are several characters that could use some tweaks. In general, I think the game's balance is is pretty damn good, especially for a game with almost uh, ninety characters. A roster it's, like this, it's phenomenal yeah, fact, how well balanced it is. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's the best balanced Smash game, and it's also the one with almost 90 characters, is incredible to me. Like, so even if they didn't do a final patch, you know, a final adjustment patch, 
it would be fine the way it is. But but there are definitely some characters. Like I said, primarily, I'm crossing my fingers for some Pikachu and Joker nerfs. I think you know, not I don't want them to be like totally smacked down, but just a little bit, just a little bit. They're a little <laughs> bit too strong, I think. But uh, in general, though, I just really hope, like you said, Brandon, I hope Sora doesn't get nerfed because I don't think he needs it. No, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. We don't, again, we don't know exactly when this is coming out, but uh, it should be very soon. And, uh, you know, just the usual reminder to save your replays if you want them because they will invalidate, as every patch does, replays from previous versions of the game. So if you want to save your replays, make sure you go ahead and do that. And, uh, yeah, it's weird to think that this this may be the last time we report on Smash Ultimate. This may actually very likely, And that's one of the reasons... Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I chose this as a story today, because even though, you know, the patch itself isn't that big a deal, the fact that it is confirmed to be the last one, and which which has a knock-on effect of also me- meaning maybe this is the last time we'll ever report on Ultimate, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's an important wow. thing to, to talk about. I don't know so. that it'll be the last time we report on Ultimate, maybe in terms of, like... Active development. Active development. But yeah, there'll yeah. be a look-backs and stuff, or uh, looks-back. We'll find like, a way. I don't know if it was today <laughs> or earlier this week, uh, you know, Panda announced their their oh controller. their controller. There was yeah. yeah, there was that which looks really cool. That that didn't make it in as a story today, but the yeah, the Panda controller is like a, it's ninety dollars. It's like a modded. It's a basically a, a Switch and PC ready GameCube controller. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which and it looks really cool from oh. what I've seen. So I backed it. We'll see what happens. Nice. I was thinking <laughs> of backing it. Yeah. But yeah. So there, there will be. To. There will be uh, Smash adjacent stuff to report on going forward for sure. But in terms of active development. This seems like it might be it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've I've already said my piece on how I wish it could continue, but I'm also happy that Sakurai takes gets to take a nice long break, and uh, we'll all see Sakurai, how it goes. Yeah. All Sakurai needs to do is buff Zelda again. She doesn't have. I don't no. think she's ever been nerfed. <laughs> Just make her as close to the goddess Hylia as possible. Just keep I, buffing. I, I have <laughs> no issue with this <laughs> line of thought. <laughs> I'm gonna call Sakurai and tell him to nerf Daniel. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's no. nerf you, Daniel. I think Daniel oh, no. needs to be nerfed. Yeah, I think you need to get hit with a nerf bat. No, uh, so let's just nerf your nerf Zelda, nerf Pac Man. Then I'll be, I'll be. Oh, just mine. Nerf Zelda and Pac Man, <laughs> only them. Yeah, Pac Man still. No, <laughs> I mean, still has to I mean, put look, some work in the times. He's still. I think he's fine. <laughs> I mean, look. If anybody, if if they want to buff Mega Man, I'm not going to say no. I'm just saying I don't think he needs it. But if you want to throw a few buffs my way, I'm oh, here man. for it, man. Yeah, give Ike another kill move. Keep adding kill moves to Ike. You know, we yeah, they gave oh, me up B. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Uh, Twilord and our live audience patron chat says, "End on a huge bayonetta buff, please, God." No. Oh God. I mean, in some ways, <laughs> just like the old Sora days. kind of is the new bayonetta. He kind of fills that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not as egregiously, you know, overpowered as bayonetta was in Smash Four, but good I old, uh, good old bayonetta right here. Sora living yeah. in the, the three-hit combo. Well, and I, I it just happened the other day where I was surprised. I was having a Fight of Founder session with our good friend Titus Malvolio, and I was playing, it was a Sora mirror match, and I killed him off the top of the screen at 30% with Sonic Blade. Yep. I've never seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. I, I know his up B kills pretty, pretty early, but I've never seen Sonic Blade kill that early. Uh, excuse me, screen, it's so. Sonic Rave, Ash Paulson? <laughs> <laughs> So I, Ouch. yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what happens, but, uh, it is the last, the last, uh, smash ultimate patch. And it's been a long, it's been a fun ride, a good run. Great. And wild. Yeah. It, well, it's been a yeah, fun. Doesn't even begin to describe it. It's been an incredible ride. Yeah. And, 
I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. But uh, we do have a couple more news stories to uh, discuss, but we also have another super chat. $2 from Oscar Navarro saying, Buff Pichu again. John would love it, meaning John Cartwright, of course. That would be pretty amazing. He would yeah. be very happy to see Pichu, uh, Pichu buffed again. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think, ultimately, that it's probably going to focus primarily on Sora and maybe some, you know, so, sometimes they do adjustments that affect the whole cast. They're like a mechanical thing across the whole cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be something like that. But character-specific, I feel like it's going to mostly just be Sora. We'll see what happens. And then maybe they'll add super small battlefield. No. Oh, yeah, super no, small battlefield or Extra gigantic small. battlefield. <laughs> big, it's just one platform. Now I just imagine it being like... Uh... Was it Duck Dodgers and Marvin the Martian on that little rock of the moon? And it's like, I told you there's only room enough for one off, so be off and just pushes it off. Nice. Yeah. You guys watch any classic cartoons. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a couple of more news stories to discuss. So uh, let's move on to our fourth news story for the day, which has to do with Metroid Dread developer Mercury Steam. So let's get that up on screen. So, Mercury Steam and or Metroid Dread fans, take note, because the studio has announced their next game. Uh, it's tentatively called Project Iron, and it's going to be a new, a new third-person fantasy action RPG co-published by 505 Games, and it's going to be a multi-platform title. And that's pretty much everything we know about it. Uh, so all we can do is really speculate, but look, man, given, given how incredible Metroid Dread turned out to be, you know, they're, they're, I'm paying attention. They've got, they've got my attention just based on that alone uh dark fantasy isn't really my thing i'm not a big lord of the rings guy myself so this has more uh souls to me yeah that that was gonna say so if they're doing more soul style that might be a little Mm -hmm. bit more my speed um dark fantasy i kind of go back and forth on but you know given the developer's pedigree here you know there's i think this is something that people are going to want to keep an eye out for totally uh, now, Derek, of course, I have to throw this to you because you're, you know, obviously our, our biggest Metroid. I mean, we all love Metroid. I mean, I happen to know guy. of Mercury Steam before they were, exactly. started working on Metroid because they were working on yeah. Castlevania. I mean, right. uh, and, you know, there was some mixed results there, but they did get better as time goes on. Uh, again, Lords of Shadow 2 has its issues, but still a top 10 Met- uh, Castlevania game for me. It is really good. Like, there is pedigree mm-hmm. to this studio. If they can just get their crap together... And stop being really dumb at times. Um, so we'll we'll see how this all comes together. I mean, granted, I'm going to be interested no matter what because this is uh, Mercury Steam. They tip. They do have a, a sign of quality. It's kind of like how every time Next Level comes out with the next game, I'm I'm curious. I want to check it out. There's a level of quality there. Um, <clears throat> as far as uh, what what they're going to be doing with this new game. Hard to say, but it's it's worth a look. They've, uh, I mean, they've definitely done dark fantasy before, uh, because I mean that was basically yeah. Castlevania. Because she they, <laughs> yeah, they Lords uh, of Shadow just straight up is dark fantasy. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> yeah. pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so I, I I think there's a lot of potential in this. We'll have to see, um, what what we'll actually see, uh, from this, but. I mean, the fact that all they have to t- say is from the developers of Metroid Dread when they announce this, boom, they're yeah. going to get a lot of people interested. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Ju- Just Brakeson is shooting for the moon here in our YouTube chat, just saying Zelda 2 remake, Dark Fantasy. You're wow. really, you're, you're going all in on this, man. <laughs> yes, right? Thinking, let's just say, yeah, Zelda 2 remake, sure. Um, and Derek, I know you in particular love this. Lizard81288 in our YouTube chat says Project Iron. 
codename Steam. Is this a codename Steam too? You were we like could the only, only hope. person I knew that wow. loved codename Steam, man. Straight up. No, you, we we had Ted on here because Ted oh, Ted, Ted, Ted right. is also a staunch Ted defender of codename Steam, which everybody should right. play. It is a good game. I don't care what you say. Um, right. I bought it for, a, I think, 11 cents at GameStop. No, 11 wow. cents. That's, Ouch. It God. is a deal. That is a, it is a deal. It, it's, it, it is fed, a good game. It fed yeah. into my need for Valkyria Chronicles until 4 arrived. Fair so, enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, I, I'm liking the the diverse reactions we're seeing to this Project Iron News because we've got you know some some hype in the YouTube chat, but then we've got Rob Arman X in our live audience patron chat saying, wow, a third-person action RPG? What a completely untouched genre. And <laughs> you know what, man? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And like when you, on the face of it, when you when you, when you you hear dark fantasy, th- you know, third-person action RPG, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of something I feel like a lot of people have already done. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't keep being done. You know, I, I've, I've said this before, but I'm a staunch believer in the fact that a game doesn't have to innovate to be exciting or relevant or good. You can iterate on what's already been done and just do a really damn good job of it and that's still worth playing in my opinion so i mean look at all the metroidvanias we're getting right now yeah like just because we're getting so many of them doesn't mean we shouldn't be right people are buying and and most of them are pretty good exactly (laughs) exactly the same thing happened when shooters got big yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and yeah so I, i think if you know you can iterate on something that's already been done before and still stand out in your own way and that may be what ends up happening here. As Jet Set points out, the combat in Lords of the Shadow was fun, so there's a good blueprint here. And, uh, you know, that's that's true. And I, I know, Rob, you're being a little facetious. You did follow <laughs> that with saying, joking aside, Dread was great, so hopefully this is going to be great. And, uh, yeah, so obviously the pedigree's here, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to look forward to on the face of it. But, you know, we also know Nintendo's not going to be inv- involved with this one, and we, you know how much of Metroid Dread's development and, and how it turned out can be attributed to Mercury Steam versus Nintendo. Mm-hmm. We know Nintendo is heavily involved in the development of Dread, but that's also not to cast doubt on Mercury Steam. They've proven they can make good games before Metroid Dread, so that's not to, you know, take any credit away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hey, uh, Rob Arman X, Derek, you have a fellow, another fellow Codename Steam fan. Codename Steam was <laughs> sick! It is! It's a great game. Yeah. Uh, you can play as Ike. Automatically better game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah perfect. Iron Emblem with yeah, guns. It, I, I'm excited. As um, I, I don't know if people widely know this because you know there's all that com- complaints about it's just like oh there's so many superhero movies nowadays. And if you go back to like what what is it the 50s or whatever, basically the height of the cowboy movie, there were hundreds of cowboy movies that came out at the time. Yep. Just like you think there's a ton of superhero movies, triple that. That's how many cowboy <laughs> yeah. movies are coming out back in the day. It is right. Was ridiculous. So yeah. Fads, this is the nature of the beast, right? Yeah, it's just like, hey, this is the popular thing. We're gonna do it. If it has a souls like element, I will not be surprised because souls like elements is crossing over to everything. Uh, just because it is the popular thing mm-hmm. to do. Get you a, get that <clears> get that little blurb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> So, um, really yeah. interesting video game music factoid here in our live audience patron chat that I didn't know previously. Seesaw24 says, reminder, that Codename Steam's OST was handled by who would later be the main composer of Paper Mario, the Origami King. I did not, I did not know that. And the Origami King was the right person. incredible soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a soundtrack. Holy so crap. Good. Also, I didn't know this. Helen, hey, it's Dingo, says Codename Steam was actually Yuri Lowenthal's first time voicing Marth in anything. First English voice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. 
Well, this will certainly be something I think we'll all keep an eye, keep a you know watchful eye on going forward. Just because, again, Mercury Steam has great pedigree, and uh, even if the dark fantasy you know action RPG genre is overdone at this point, a lot of genres are overdone at this point. It's it's becoming increasingly harder to innovate. I would say in general, given all the different kinds of games that exist today. And uh, that doesn't mean that just because you're not doing something new that this can't be exciting in its own way. So, sure. We'll see what happens. Uh, before we move on to our final news story, we have a super chat from Screamo Shaman, $1.99. Thank you so much. Saying, gotta remind myself to work on my Banjo-Kazooie tech. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully they'll be untouched. I think Banjo-Kazooie yep. are in a pretty good place where they are in Smash Ultimate right now. Um, I, I don't think they really need any major buffs or certainly not nerfs. Um, they're ten kind of like wings. No. <laughs> right, ten more ten wings. Five hundred wings. <laughs> it's funny, Banjo Kazooie are kind of like the Fighters Pass One Ultimate in a way to Sora, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like the the one character that just kind of plays like a regular yeah. Smash character. Yeah, doesn't have like no crazy they have gimmicks. the Wonder Wing mechanic, but it's not like their whole gameplay. That's is not to, weird. It's not weird. Yeah, for Smash, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they don't and have like the whole. Sora. Yeah, yeah, like Sora has his magic switching and incredible recovery, but those in and of themselves aren't wild new mechanics for Smash. Right. So uh, I think Banjo-Kazooie is in a pretty good place. But thank you, Screamo Shaman, for, well, your first Super Chat. And now there's a second one from you. Well, $4.99. Thank you again. Saying any dream projects you want to see. Personally, I want a platinum action game based on Pokemon Rebirth, an obscure manga-only release in Japan. I have never heard of Pokemon You've never heard of Rebirth? Have any of you heard of Rebirth no. before? Basically, uh, it's uh, humans combining with Pokemon, like human-Pokemon hybrids, uh, when you get into battles. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's like a Digimon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Bloom's Tower did it that, uh, in 6 as Rebirth is horny as fuck. I don't know if I want to... S- I'm not going I down could, that road. I, can not, see I don't know about that. I just know the uh, concept. Gotcha, gotcha. That is a very specific dream project, Screamo Shaman. I, I hope you get what you want someday. I'm not going to say I see it happening, but I hope you get it. Um, I mean, you know, obvious, the obvious dream project for me would be Mega Man Legends 3. Let's just put it out there. I'm not even going to act like I'm thinking of anything else. I mean, X9 would be really cool to have, but Legends 3, you know, just the, the dream, right? The dream of it actually mm-hmm. being made and finished and released, that would be, it's, it's kind of like, it would be a, a, something of a Metroid Dread situation. Not quite that intense because, you know, we didn't find out about it the same way necessarily, but, you know. Mega Man Legends 2 came out, what, in 2000 now? I think it came out in 2000 or Might 2000. Have, I forget. I don't remember. But we've been so. waiting over a decade for Mega Man Legends 3. So to actually see it finished and, and made into a complete final game would just be the dream, I think. So that's, Oh, man. You know, Mega Rob, Man Legends Rob X with a really good idea. Even if we don't get Legends 3, a Legends collection that includes the Lost eShop demo. Oh, so please, like 1, 2, Tron Bon in the demo. That would be awesome. That'd be worth picking up just for that demo. See what could have been. It would be. And I, I still can't believe like there was a time where we actually really, the, the plan was to release the Legends 3 demo on the eShop and we actually thought we were going to get it. And then it's just. I was planning to pick up a, a 3DS just for that. I didn't yeah, pick it up until the. the reasons I got my 3DS as soon as I did. And right. I had not played one and two before, but I was like, this is my chance. The new game's coming out. Mm-hmm. I can play the first two and it'll be great. But no, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hey, Stingo, you're speaking my language as well, saying you want Mega Man ZX3. The cliffhanger in ZX Advent was fucking wild. Yes, it was. I hate to say, I don't think we'll ever see it resolved or followed up on. But no. I, sure I don't think Capcom uh, and... Uh... By the original Mass Effect team. 
I Ooh. want a space opera style, like kind Ooh, of what they did with I like that. Command, you know? Uh-huh. And just, you know, expand on that. Give us multiple endings. Make it weird. I want I, it to be weird. I want it to be weird, too. I love the way you're thinking. I want that Star Fox game. Absolutely. Totally. Uh, any any dream projects uh, on your minds, Derek or Daniel? Uh, nothing. I, I mean, Legends 3 is head. pretty up there. Like Honestly, yeah. it's not a huge thing, but I would really like them to localize Valkyria Chronicles 3 because... Oh, that would be cool. cool. That yeah. would be cool. I, I, don't, really I don't know the exact story to it, but I know it was better than 2, and... It had a great setup because with uh, three and four, they're sort of side stories to other aspects of the war that was going on in one and be like other teams and what they were doing. And three uh, was about a black ops team. Yep. And that's a cool concept. Yeah, it's a really it's basically uh, it's basically like a squad of like criminals or whether justly or unjustly people who've been branded as criminals people who are trying to like work off their sentences people are you know it's like definitely a black ops team comprised of people the army didn't want you to see like mm-hmm. like right the galley mm-hmm. like the galley army didn't want to actually give credit to so you find out ultimately that they were responsible for a lot of things that helped welkin and his squad do what they did in valkyria chronicles one behind the scenes and they just didn't get credit I, i'd love to it's see really that cool story because it, it's, yeah. it's so much more interesting than i i didn't even finish two but takes place after one and here's a school God, yeah. that's a boring setup for Japan yeah, to no, do all I, the time. I, I localized the art books for Valkyria Chronicles 2 and 3. And actually, no, all three of them. 1, 2, and 3. And I remember, even though I didn't play all the games myself, you know, when you localize art books, and those books in, in particular are very story, they, they go through the... Oh, I, I was reading I, the, the... I have the Valkyria Chronicles 1 art book. It's why I never read the 2 section, because 1 basically is a plot summary. <laughs> yeah, and 2 and 3 have those same plot summaries. And so... I know the stories of them, and I, and I remember thinking when I was doing the VC2 art book, like, is this really what people wanted in a follow-up to VC1, a, a military school setting? And this doesn't really seem like and, – and clearly that was the, you know, the popular opinion was that it wasn't what people wanted. But VC3 was much more of a return to form, and I really liked the story in it from what I got through the art book. Um, Twilord has, has a great dream game, dream project. Shadow the Hedgehog gets the FF7 remake treatment with Twilord in our Patreon chat as the lead designer. <laughs> Dude, I would trust you with it. I would. Tr- you are the biggest Shadow the Hedgehog fan I think I've ever known, <laughs> and so I would totally trust you to helm to helm that project. I can't. I don't even know what Shadow the Hedgehog in an FF7 remake context would look like, but yeah. Um, but thank you. That was a great topic, Screamo Shaman. Thank you for that and for the super chat. Uh, next is Axcon yeah. with two dollars. Oh, no, it disappeared. Come back. Uh, Axcon with $2 saying, Happy 4th anniversary, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, that I forgot that was uh, celebrating its anniversary today. Uh, so, yeah, happy birthday, uh, Pyra, Mithra, Aegis, Rex. You know, happy, <laughs> happy birthday to everybody in, in that game. Pyra! <laughs> and thank you, Axcon, for the uh, for the $2. Next is a, nerd ramb- a Nerd's Ramblings with $5. Thank you so much, saying, Sad that both Sonic Frontiers and Breath of the Wild 2 are getting revealed at the Game Awards. When I have late night class, why? I mean, those are some pretty, pretty lofty uh, expectations predictions, man. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right too. Yeah. Um, I'll bring those up, and uh, maybe I'll bring those up in our. We're going to be recording our game awards predictions discussion probably tomorrow, certainly before the week is up. And uh, I, I hadn't thought about Sonic Frontiers being there, and maybe it will be. That's definitely possible. Mm, could happen. Uh, Breath of the Wild too, I think, is certainly possible. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to be like a 
you know, we're definitely not going to get like a major reveal, like a release date or anything, but a new trailer, maybe. So we'll see what happens. But uh, thank you very much, Nerds Ramblings. And uh, we also have $1 from Static Shock 42 with uh, no text, just the $1. Well, thank you very much for that. Thank you. We really appreciate thank you. it. And uh, yeah, that's all the Super Chats for now. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our final news story, which this is just a fun, weird what WTF story to take us out of the episode. So let's get that up on screen. So Burger King. Bet you didn't think we'd be talking about Burger King on today's news tonight, right? <laughs> well, we are, because a once-lost Burger King CDI training game has been found, and it's been preserved and dumped by the Home Computer Museum, uh, which is based in the Netherlands, which is just, there's so many odd components to this story. <laughs> um, and, and it sounds as though from L, L Supersonic Q on Twitter that there is more than one of these Burger King CDI training games, but but only one of them so far has been dumped and preserved. And I guess it's the one that focuses on new employee orientation and operating the broiler or the grill. Um, okay. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. I, I definitely hope, like, I, I'm sure this will get uh, uploaded to, you know, the footage of this will get uploaded to YouTube. And I hope so, because I'm sure it's full of just, well, I was going to say full of cheese and there probably is cheese in it. <laughs> There's a lot but of cheese I meant, in it. Like cheesiness, <laughs> but there probably is actual cheese in there too. Um, yeah, I had actually had never heard of these CDI training games before this story. Have you guys? God I no. Say that I have. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize we'd ever find the lost prequel to Sneak King. <laughs> right, the prequel Sneak to Sneak King. King. I forgot about that game. Sneak King, the pre-sequel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just love that you know whenever lost media is found, it's it's just it's a good thing across the board. So obviously yeah. there's a lot of you know there's a lot of there's a goofy element to this being, uh, you know Burger King related as a training guide. But just the fact that this is a lost game that has somehow been found and preserved, that's always a good thing. And uh, it just happens to be about Burger King this time. <laughs> and I'm just going through pictures of the uh, of the disc now CDI training it does seem to just be orientation and broiler font I know it's so like these <laughs> look yeah. at this front this is this cover how dare it with its impact font and almost comic sans titling like oh my god it's straight out of, it's I feel the 90s emanating from this thing as I look at <laughs> November it November 97 oh, right, right. so there you go there you go yeah and there's a there's even like a performance evaluation checklist that comes as like I guess it comes as part of the games. You gotta place the buns correctly on the bun chain. Of course you do. I mean you if gotta, you don't do that, yeah. You gotta get the buns just right. The, the bun chain. <laughs> yeah. You gotta properly adhere to holding times and first in, first out rotation. Properly place those chicken patties on the meat chain and in the holding pan. Um, Everybody do your homework. There'll be a test later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to there, you know, hopefully being some YouTube footage of this because I just want, you know, I hope that there's some cheesiness going on here. I'm actually <laughs> checking right now. I mean, it's a burger, so there, I hope there's some cheesiness in, in it. I, I don't, hamburgers yeah, aren't quite as right. good. You'd have that cheese. <laughs> oh, no, here there's it is two days ago. Somebody, of course somebody did. Somebody that by the name of Mr. Burns on YouTube has already uploaded footage from this, of course. I'll post it in our live Yeah, I was going to say, I better, you better post that because, my God. Oh, I am. I am. So there you go. Oh, God. You said thumbnail. Uh, it begins with you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'll, I'll post it in our uh, in our YouTube chat as well. Hang on. Oh, oh this footage. This, uh, yeah. Oh, no. It's like some anime stuff right there. This is, just, this is literally just a... Why is this on CDI? 
Right? This is the kind of crap we'd watch in the post show back when we could watch videos. Oh, God. I wish we could exactly watch this what we in could the post watch. show. Oh, that would be great. That would be perfect to watch in the post Welcome show. But YouTube would smack it down hard for that. Oh, yeah. We, I have to watch this later. This is just full of uh, of both real cheese oh, and the actual this, cheese. This cheese is 90s is Get Out. Oh, get God. Out. Those burger patties are so candy. thin. There's no... I love the analog, blocky uh, subtitles. Yeah. Oh, man, this is, yeah, this is oh. 90s as hell. I can't wait to watch this later. But, yeah, so hopefully the rest of these CDI training games will be preserved and dumped as well in, in some way. Uh, just because, you know, I love the idea of media being preserved in all forms. Derek, okay. you, you look like you're about to crack up, man. I, I, I just <laughs> saw this. I missed it. But there's a section that uh, the patties should be, like, uh, six centimeters apart. That's oh, here we go. Should be a quarter inch apart. That's point six centimeters. So specific. That is. I no, guarantee no, no worker no, carries no, cares about that. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. There's no way uh, that is adhered to. But yeah, so Burger King CDI training. Hell I was yeah. so hoping uh, there'd be gameplay to this where you just like, you know. <laughs> match up the burgers or something like this uh, that's a shame yeah so i i, I assume oh, that God. maybe we'll be hearing pretty you know shortly about the rest of the cdi training games being preserved and here's hoping we do uh but to tie this to the to what we were just talking about previously from screamo shaman's uh, super chat legends 3 demo somebody dump it please somebody somebody <laughs> out there has it i know somebody out there has it it has to be out it there. has yeah. to exist it's not lost forever Somebody pres- dump it online, please, so if we the can. The Super Nintendo PlayStation can be found. Yeah, this can be found. Exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Please, someone, whoever out there has it, you know, dump it anonymously. Something, just let us see it. Um, but uh, Super Gamer Dude One Hundred and One says no gameplay making burgers. Sad. Yeah, right. Oh, Rob Arman X always finding ways to twist my words, saying Ash begging for someone to take a dump. I, I, I said dump something. I guess you could twist it that way if you want. But, uh, well, on that note, uh, that does bring us to the end. Nothing we say is safe today. here. No, right? it's not. Um, that said, though, we do have a couple of Super Chats to close the show out. First is $2 hey. from Late Night Sprites. Thank you very much. Saying Burger King CDI and Sneak King for Good Vibes Arcade <laughs> with the crowns on. Oh, nice. Oh, I That's up to crowns. you guys. If We're you and Dan want to do it. I'll, I'll put it out there. Nice. I I think uh, McDonald's probably has better video games than than Burger King. Probably, because at least one of their games was made by Treasure. <laughs> oh, that's right! I forgot about yeah. that. It was true. yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, guys. When, finally, um, when uh, oh, I go over, when I go out and see Brandon in the next coming weeks, we'll go ahead and go to make, we'll make a specific trip to to Burger King and get those crowns so we can bring it home oh, and have do. the authentic experience. Please. Oh my god. <laughs> and if you could oh actually do gosh. that and play Sneak King, that would be amazing. Like I I, I think that would actually be really high. Oh dude, I'll, I'll I'll customize the layout and everything. It'll be it'll be perfect. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later. <laughs> we have friends of Candor says the GVA Kings. You would be that would you would then be the GVA. Kings. I don't know, man. This idea's it. this idea's got a lot of meat to it, so the, we just got to flush oh, it out. Uh, Dan Alpha Line saying y'all played Pocket Bike Racer because there, yeah, I guess there was some more uh, Burger King games than Sneak King. Weren't there like five of them? They, they didn't they release like a series of Burger I think King there were games? Three. 
There were some. I think there was three. Okay. Sneaking is the one I remember. Because you see the Burger King, like, hunched over. (laughs) Yeah, Pocket (laughs) Bike Racer, Sneak King, and Big Bumpin'. Big Bumpin'? Bumpin'. (laughs) Which is a (laughs) bumper card. Big Bumpin's the one I want to play, if you know what I mean. Wow, I've never heard this term before. Advergaming. That's a good term. It, it kind of it kind of makes me feel gross though in a way Bad I can't quite gaming? describe. It, it makes me feel <laughs> gross in the same way edutainment makes me feel gross. I hate that term too. Oh God! Yeah. Advertising, gaming, edutainment, Japanimation, Japanimation, Japanimation. Yeah. Oh man, anime. I hate it when people say anime. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it uh, almost sounds like you're saying anti May. Like uh, Peter Parker, you need to say that right. <laughs> oh, uh, anti May. It's true, right? Uh. Screamo Shaman says, I don't know if you're being facetious or not, but do you say Cat in the Hat on Xbox is a Klonoa clone? Is what? that, that can't be true, right? Like, it can't, really? That can't be true, that, that Cat in the Hat would just happen to play, like, a Klonoa mm. game. That's so... Oh, I'm... no. Screamo Shaman says, yeah, no, I'm, I'm dead ass. I, I'm meaning, I assume you mean serious. Um, fair enough. Okay, then. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, the more you know. Uh, finally, we have one last super shot. Super shot. Super, super <laughs> shot. All oh, right. Super Shots. chat. Wow, incredibly generous from Black Ninja. Sixty nine dollars. Wow, you very much. Nice. Uh, saying, and there's a reason. Very for this. nice. Wait, we don't do Wet Ash Wednesdays anymore. Hmm. Guess this content is pretty good too. I need a white OLED switch, please. GameStop, at least give me a chance. Well, uh, uh, and then as as Rob Armanek says, uh, somebody should do a Friday's TNT from a bathtub to honor your your super chat, Black Ninja. Uh, I, I don't want to say I can completely commit to that yet, but I'll look into maybe being. I'll I'll try to do a bathtub stream on Friday. We'll see. What a clothes for those of you who aren't around for the last one. These are all clothes. Don't worry, <laughs> they're not like that spicy. But but yes, I maybe I'll I'll look into doing a bathtub stream on Friday <laughs> to honor your super chat, Black Ninja. Thank you very much. Speaking of needing a white OLED switch, please do remember that when we when we hit seventy five thousand subs right here on YouTube, we are giving away a free switch OLED to a random subscriber. That could be you, Black Ninja. It could be any of you subscribed. Literally, all you have to do is be subscribed when we hit seventy five k, and you might win a free switch OLED. Pretty good deal, I think. But with that said. That does bring us to the end of episode 163 of today's news tonight. Uh, Daniel and Brandon, do you guys want to talk a little bit about where our amazing audience can find you? Talk a little bit about Good Vibes Arcade before we head out? You can find Good Vibes Arcade on twitch.tv slash official GVG, I think. Yes, it is. I believe so. It's one of those. Slash official GVG, yeah. We stream Good Vibes Arcade on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We uh, were technically on break this week since I'm not home. Uh, but are you planning to stream? Or yeah, so I've been filling in for them since Brandon's actually mm-hmm. here in LA this week. Uh, yeah. I did a I did a stream yesterday during GBA where I just played Sonic Mania and then played some Fall Guys Season Six, which is out now, by the way, and it's awesome. Uh, and then Thursday, I don't know yet what I'm playing. It's basically going to determine what, if if I can get Daniel to stream with me. Uh, there's some audio issues that, that that are happening, and if I can solve those, then I'll get Daniel on and we'll play something together. If not, then I'll just get on myself and play. I'll figure something out. Maybe I'll just stream Smash for a few hours. Maybe I'll play some Mega Man Maybe. games. It'll be fun either way, though. Yeah. Tomorrow, twelve twenty-five yeah. p.m. Pacific. You, yeah, never, you a... never streamed Mega Man Eight, Ash, when you did that series. <laughs> you know what? That's true. Maybe I'll play Mega Man Eight. There That's you go. a good you point. Could. Mega Man Eight would be a good one. So it might be and technically be eleven. So you you could probably beat both of them in a time. I'll be honest. In three hours, yeah. Oh, Mega Man Eight's a little bit longer, but but yeah, I could probably. 
Either way, that might yeah, be it's, it's yeah, it's been. Uh, oh, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, it's just a little tricky this week in particular because I I do have the setup. Brandon helped me with the setup for Good Vibes Arcade, but I don't have a capture card, so I can't really stream anything unless it's directly on my PC. And the Nash has right. his capture card, but the audio issues is keeping me from joining him in the uh, the conversation. So we're we're both missing each other's components in one way or another. But hopefully soon right. we'll be able to to even that out amongst all of us. Well, and I've, as I've mentioned, I do have a new streaming PC on the way. It's gonna, it's gonna, I'll probably yep. have within the next couple of weeks, which I'm super <laughs> excited about. And that's gonna expand the range of things I can do for GVG so much. I'm gonna be able to host TNT the way Derek is right now. I'm gonna be able to do fully featured streams on our Twitch channel and right here on YouTube with overlays and everything. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, but that is a story yeah. for another day because that, that's still a couple of weeks away. So with that said, we are at the end of today's episode. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do love doing this with you. It's just a real highlight of all our days. So thank you very much. And on that note, we do have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make today's news tonight happen because without you, it would not be happening. And like I said, we love doing this show. So thank you so much for your incredible support. Uh, and as always, we do have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, wonderful, incredible, spectacular folks include... Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Ronsky 113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deaneth, Kota, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hubi, Too Much Spaghetti, No Such Thing, <laughs> Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Ryaner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff 196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Town Darling, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Twilord, Maddie, Stagnasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Reismon, Calvin Atkinson, Tiffany Thomas, Hinaru77, and last but certainly not least, Jessica Toad. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of, of us here on YouTube Thank you. and on Patreon. And on that note, if you want to find out more about how you can support us on Patreon and get on this list amid uh, a bunch of other cool perks, 
head on over to patreon.com slash gdgaming where you can uh, support us for starting at $1 a month, which gives you access into our Discord community, which is the best damn gaming community on the internet, bar none, period. Uh, but there are also other cool perks. $5 gets you into our live audience where you can uh, interact with us and our special guests every day on TNT, live throughout the show. Bunch of other cool perks, but head on over there and check us out there. But even if you can't, just support us here on YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, ring that notification bell, uh, subscribe to the channel. Like I said, every little bit truly does help as we seek to grow here on Twitch, on on YouTube, everything, all the things. So thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we will see you on Friday for the next episode of Today's News Tonight. And until then, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Till we meet again.